My guests this week are Amy and Chase of the band Chiffon. This was another episode done at my house, so I have to warn you, the audio is a little rough, but it's worth it uh, because they were great guests and a lot of fun to listen to. Um, As always, this art is by Mike Riley. Check him out at Mike Riley Comics, and we're hosted once again by SpliceToday.com. So check them out. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. I grew up all over the place. I grew up in in Connecticut. I was born in Connecticut, and um, I grew up in Westbrook, which is like a small beach town, and um, the like right on the coast. And I lived there for nine years, and then we moved to Arizona in between that time. For like a year and then I came back and then we moved to San Diego for like nine years and then I've been here for 12. What was the cause of all the like moving around? <laughs> it's not the Navy like my dad. <laughs> it's not the Army or anything like that. Yeah. My dad and mom are just those kind of people they like to move. Like they're currently they're going to move to Colorado. They're living out in the county now. They're selling their home and they're going to get a micro home. They're moving to Colorado and uh, they my dad and mom were painters for a long time so they just like painted houses and painted murals and hotels. And my uncle worked for Sony making video games. So my dad had an opportunity to make video games out in San Diego because he went to art school um, way back when he was a graphic designer. So he just learned 3D and we moved out to San Diego around like 95. Oh. Yeah, and then uh, he was on like the PlayStation 1 launch team. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was like a long time ago. That's pretty far. What, I'm not much of a gamer, but what kind of um, games did he they were just like he worked on like baseball games and he made this like a spawn game and then he like left there and he went to midway and like but like it, it, it's funny because the game industry is crazy because they just like fire you really quickly mm-hmm. like you make a game and then like end it like that's what they do nowadays like the industry is crazy because I, I don't think it's unionized but like you basically like they'll get people out of college and then they'll they won't pay them a lot and then they'll fire them but, like, when it was, like, my dad was working on it, they were paying people really well, mm. and like, keeping teams together. But now, I guess there's just, like, a system where... And so he got um, fired, or not fired, but he got laid off because of the, like, the... I guess they were running out of money at Midway, and uh, so we left San Diego and came here and found work here, and we were, like, living in, like, a hotel for a little while. Um, and I've been here ever since, and I went to, like... Uh, I, I mean, I went to whole, all kinds of different schools all over the place. Yeah. So, like, well, like, what did he find here? Other, it was another video game company. Oh, it was wow. like a, another one that was was like kind of like more of a stuff here, like simulations. Like they were making a game for NASA. It was like just like support people's interest in NASA. It was a really funny game. I don't know. It was, it was interesting, <laughs> but um, yeah, that. He came here and he did that, and um, and I guess like we have family in Connecticut and we have family in San Diego, so it's yeah. like we're split half and half. Um, so everyone everyone's here, and, and we're like we're gonna just stay here because my grandfather's up there, and my grandmother okay. was up there, 
And, um, yeah, and then we've been here for a while. Cool. Saying, oh, now I guess they're bored and they're going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and so my grandfather left too. He's not in Connecticut anymore. My mm. grandmother passed away. So it's like just Amy, like my my contact here now. I'm like my, well, not Amy, but all of my friends, all of Baltimore. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like my support to stay here. Totally. What, what was your like musical influences and stuff? Like what, what were some early things you um, got into? Early stuff. I was in weird music. I was in a lot of different stuff. I was in a Mr. Bungle really early on. That's what's up. Um, and it was like Bjork, Mr. Bungle, like ska music. My sister got me into like Mike Patton's stuff. Yeah. Like her boyfriend at the time was super into Mike Patton, and she was into it a lot. And I got into that, and I got into electronic music really deep. And I started mm. making when I was like eleven or twelve. I started making electronic music on like Acid. Do you know that program? Mm-hmm old old program um and i just started doing it from there that's where i started making music was like making music on a computer at 11 and 12 it, it was so easy because you would just like sample bass you could like drop in samples yeah. and like manipulate things and i had like a really good close friend who i made music with at that time and um and then we moved and we came here and i was i guess i just like picked up the guitar and that's where i started like doing a whole lot of other things. Mm. I was in, like... Uh, I was in, like, the worst kind of hardcore bands. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like... What was so bad about them? We just weren't that good. Mm. And we were... We played, like, six shows. And we practiced. Oh, yeah, no, well, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the name. Well, no, no, no. The band was called Old Carriage. And it was, like, me and my friends from high school. And, like, we had... It was, like, two guitarists and a bass player and a drummer... And two singers, and like, it was just like really overwrought, and we none of us like knew what we were doing really, except for like Kevin, who was the drummer, and he, he like it was just like kind of chaotic, and we p- practiced so much, and we played like six shows, and it's really funny to look back on and be like, oh, that was like the start into like playing live music, and performing live, yeah, and, like, being really into it. Um, well, like, what years would that be? I was like sixteen, so I was like seventeen. No, I was like eighteen. I don't remember. When was that, that? That was, like, I was, like, 18. It was, like, probably 10 years ago. Where would you play, like, in Baltimore? Um, uh, Charm City Art Space, like, twice. Yeah. Um, and those shows were always, like, really whack. And just, like, like, the people who were there were into it, but there was always, like, it was, like, five people. We played with a few <clears throat> all right shows. We played at St. John's, like, uh, church. Where is it? In the county. It was in Hamilton. It was like it was off like of Road. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, and it was like all the bands that were like it. also in high school doing hardcore <laughs> and like from different high schools around were like playing those shows too. Actually, Andrew Lamon, you know Andrew, right? Dope Body. Yeah. He was like part of that scene. Okay. But we didn't know him. Like, but he was like a part of it. And I've talked to him later on and be like, oh, you were there? And he was like, yeah, I was at the show. I know those guys. So like, <laughs> it's pretty funny. So, h- how about you, Amy? Like, like, where did you go? So I'm actually, I'm from Baltimore, born and raised. If this is the only city I've ever actually lived in. Mm. Um, and I I met Chase in high school. Um, I don't even know, I don't remember how we met. Um, but I met you through Jason, my neighbor. Because I'd oh, moved to, yes. I'd moved, so I'd moved to Baltimore and I didn't know anybody really. Right. Yeah. Just like, I guess from moving around so much, I just have a defense mechanism of just like, 
going out aggressively and meeting a lot of people. And trying yeah. To know a lot of people, so I met Amy through her boyfriend That's at right. the time. All right, yeah, and I remember, okay. So we met each other in high school, and then we, I don't know, I guess we just, like, like trying to play music together. Yeah. <laughs> and we uh, we started in our old band. I guess our first band was, the new, I don't even want to say the name. What, our first band? <laughs> we combined our names to make a band. Well, it name. was in every room. <laughs> that that was, was our first band. Well, but it was but called something. It was called was RC and Reed. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, it was so dorky. We were just, like. It was three hard, people that yeah, it, was it like, wasn't two of us. And so it was Rob, Rob Chase, and me. Me. So it's Chase, <laughs> so like R, C, and then Reed for Amy Reed. And we're just, that stuck for like a week. And we're like, this is horrible. <laughs> Why is it horrible? <laughs> I don't know. The name just sounded really corny. And it, and like, I, to me, it, did, it just felt like weird. It was just like, like a Crosby, Stills, and Nash type thing. I'm like, that's not like our music at all. Like, the initials, it just didn't make any sense. Like, yeah. it just didn't fit. It, like, it wasn't really thought out very well, I feel like. I guess it implies that all the names are, are like, pre-established people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, like, had, we've had a career. Each of us prior to that, when we were, like, 10 and 11. Now, but, yeah, it's, but just uh, reminded me of, like, also, like, NSYNC or something, where you're just like, we're going to, like, combine the initials. Yeah, Wait, yeah. is that what NSYNC is? I don't know. No, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> no? I was like, I don't know. I, I have no idea. But something that's. Yeah. But like the same like general idea. <laughs> at least what I think of it. Let's just combine the names together and it'll sound okay. So you guys are still in high school at this time? Yes. In the, in the band? <laughs> we were like, like, like 10th grade? Yeah, we were either practice in my basement or his basement. <laughs> yeah, and your mom had his, her mom's basement. She's a piano teacher. She's, it's just filled with organs and pianos. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, oh, cool. And I don't remember. I was playing guitar. And Rob was playing bass, and Amy was playing keyboards. Oh no, Rob was playing drums. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was, it was all right. We were, we were making like, it was like really typical indie stuff, like stuff that you when you're in like tenth grade. And we, I would listen. We listened to like Stars and like a Broken Social Scene. I was in the postal service really hard. I think both of us were. Mm. And <clears throat> that was like a big influence on our stuff. And I feel like when you're younger, you pull your influences from a lot of immediate things that you're into and not yeah. stuff that's, like, maybe more dated or stuff that, like, could be appropriated in different ways. I feel like as you get older, maybe you're like, oh, I want to look back farther and farther. And we were just like, oh, we love these bands that are happening right now. And we're just like, we're going to try and, like, emulate the style. And we, like, we did our own thing, but it wasn't, like, those those bands at all, really. And did you guys play shows a lot in that? Yeah, well, I mean, with, well, we started to, but that's the other fun part of that is just like finding like where you make sense and like mm-hmm. where there's just opportunities being given to you. And you're like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. when you first started out, we just played any show. We would play like because that's what you do. You just like you have to play any show. You like you don't know anybody. And we were yeah. like eighteen. We we're like we uh, we don't know anybody in Baltimore, so we just played like uh, we played. Uh, what was that place? The Brass Monkey. Oh yeah, uh, it's like the worst venue. They tried to make us played. pay to play. <laughs> That's like, like we didn't the worst sell thing. enough tickets oh, or God, something. God, the dude was like such a, <laughs> such an asshole. We almost got kicked out for like leaving something upstairs. He was just like, once you come in. You can't go back upstairs. <laughs> well, that's where all the because all the equipment was up there. So he's like, like we you have, have to put to all your equipment shit. up there. But we had to like go up there for a second just to grab something. He like grabbed us and he thought we were doing drugs in there and it was really. Like, we just want to get our mm. instruments, dude. Yeah, and so like that was one of the shows. That was like the beginning of like in every room of like starting to play. And we played with like Kid Tiger and uh, who else did we play with? 
it was Kid Tiger um, and uh, Charlie's band at the time. Oh shit! I don't oh, remember fuck. what they were called. Charlie was in Reindeer. Okay. Um, it's his other band. I can't remember. Oh, uh, something zombie. Was nice zombies. Z- nice, nice zombies. Nice zombies. Nice zombies. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah. But it's like, oh my god, it's really high school. Um, but we like, I guess we stuck with everyone. We just kept doing it for like seven years, and we kept playing out more and more. And we and the shows kept getting better. Um, but you, like, there was definitely a point in the beginning where they were like kind of stagnant for a while, and like I was, yeah. I was working at the Hexagon. I guess I was like twenty-two or three. I can't remember. I had just moved downtown for the first time, and I was living in, at this apartment, and we started playing more out a lot. And Amy was in Micah, and Amy's like a two year. I guess you're two years younger than me, or a year. I'm 27. How old are you? I'm 28. But <laughs> okay. you just turned. Well, I guess yeah, you're only a year. But like you were, in, you were in Micah, and like as Amy was in Micah, we met more people. Yeah. And I never went to college, so um, through Amy, I met a lot of people, and then through just going to shows, I met a lot of people, and so we we would start playing in Baltimore more. Um, the shows started getting better, and we kept playing better shows, and I think we like we got a little burnt out with what we were doing. Just, like, like, musically? Like, yeah, yeah. I think we, like, reached the point where we were just like, uh, we should be moving on and doing something else. Mm. That was, like, four years ago. Yeah, and, and you guys, did you put something out on, on Friends Records? Mm-hmm. We did, yeah. yeah. We had a tape. Yeah, we had a tape. I, I didn't hear that tape, but I, I just re- I remember that name, you know? Yeah, we, like, toured a little bit on it. We did, like, two weeks of touring. It wasn't much. Mm. Uh, nothing, like, substantial, but... It yeah. was uh, it was really good, and I think we were um, we were like really into world music and like like Afrobeat stuff, and we, I guess we used like drum machines and uh, like micro chord synthesizer stuff, just like basically everything everybody else was using at the time. Yeah, and we started playing more at the Annex. We were getting a lot of shows at the Annex. So we kept playing all the time. We would play with weekends, and then I guess like like everybody in Baltimore, I guess got like. Like, weekends were playing all the time. And then we started playing all the time. We're like, I guess that's what you do, because we weren't touring enough. And so we were just playing a lot, and I think everyone, I think people got a little sick of it. Mm. And we got a little sick of just, like, doing the same thing without being, like, more progressive, and then we started changing into chiffon, I guess, in a lot of ways. It was actually, I remember, it was when we got asked to do a micro show. That was when we just oh, stripped yeah. down to, like, us two. Okay. Yeah, and then we were like... I don't know, it just, like, sounded way different, and we were, like, that was, like, a very transitional moment when they asked us to do, like, something different, and then we realized, like, we had already been doing something different for a long time, Mm -hmm. and then it was, like, all right, this makes sense to just, like, as a fluid transition to start a new project. Oh, cool. Yeah. At least in my mind, that's, like, when it was, like, totally different, because we were, like, we didn't want to play any of our older songs. Mm -hmm. We were, like, no, let's just, like, try something totally new. We were doing more stuff with, like, contact mics and just, like, more sound design ideas and I think we were just like trying to work on different stuff and like our bass player or like the other bandmate was kind of just like not showing up and mm. and we were already in the middle like we were almost done writing this album I was like well you basically don't know any of the songs so we just kind of like kicked him out of the band in a way we are just like we haven't showed up brackets in like weeks and we were like like deep in it right now it was it was an interesting time because we were all just like going through a lot of stuff and figuring things out and being like 24 or so and we're like what do we do what are we doing and 
I think we took a step back and like tried to think about what was happening, what we were doing, and how we were doing it, and try and figure out where we want to be, like what we want to be doing. Was there consciously like other influences you wanted to bring in the, the mix at that point? Well, it's like what Chase was talking about earlier. Like, there's this excitement I feel like that we felt when like all this new music is coming out, and you're just like taking it all in. And then it's like taking that step back and then being like, what are your, like, what are your actual influences, like, growing yeah, up with or like, things like that? Mm, I don't know. Or what do you want to, yeah. At or least what do for you me, be? that's like what Chiffon represents, mm-hmm. kind of like all of the things that we're inspired by, as yeah. opposed to just like what's happening right this second. In your, just, yeah, in your surrounding yeah. world. But obviously, yeah. like, exactly. we're, and that's all, a part of it. we're also like sponges, so we obviously are like super influenced by what's happening around yeah, us. Yeah, I'm like, not saying it's not It's so hard, it's like. It's just more of a combination of like what. I don't know what has been like rooted within you forever and then like what is also happening mm. now and it's more of a combination of that well i didn't really get to ask you what is rooted in you the first two tapes i ever had were <laughs> coolio's gangster's paradise and then <laughs> and then weird al's <laughs> amish paradise oh, those <laughs> are great. i'm not even kidding those are <laughs> really great albums <laughs> that's awesome what tapes anyways but i listened to the radio and then i got into a lot of punk music i was really into i guess Bouncing Souls <laughs> was mm. probably my favorite punk band. And then uh, as far as like local music goes, I was really into Mary Prankster. She was oh, like yeah. rockabilly uh, person from here. I don't know, so I listened to everything. I listened to just like Whitney Houston's probably maybe like one of my all-time favorites. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I don't know. So it's like a lot of different yeah. things. Lauren Hill. Yes. That's, I guess, my all-time favorite album is X... Or, uh, Miscommunication or miseducation. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. I'm like <laughs> no, okay. destroying everything in yeah, that weekend. It's been crazy. My yeah. first album was Beck's Mellow Gold. Mm. I don't even think I really knew Beck, but I just like picked up the album. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I like, I knew Devil's Haircut and then I like picked up that album. That was really funny. And then I got Will Smith's Willennium. <laughs> like when you're younger, you have no, you have no discernible taste. You're just like these two vastly different things. You're just like I like everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also like Cannibal Corpse. I was really into death metal. Mm. I was like younger. Slipknot, of course. I even dabbled in ICP. You did? <laughs> yeah, I have respect for those guys. Me too. I'm not really Me into too. their music, but I feel yeah. like they like built themselves. Absolutely. They're like commendable for a lot of a lot of things so not I, that this is important but i like my only interaction with one of their cds is at the double rock park do you remember that place yeah i think it's in like uh maybe like putty hill oh okay. like in like parkville i remember i found the cd and it had this like crazy face on it like sitting on like a rock by the water wow. and i like, took it home with me and i was like i'm gonna listen to this and i put it in it turned out to be like an icp <laughs> <laughs> CD. it seems like really like mystic it's i didn't know very... what to think of it. i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's probably how a lot of people get into them it's, it's, it's so, <laughs> like find them on a rock in a park <laughs> just a <laughs> no, CD like, like ICP's life around <laughs> they just like travel different CDs like different cities laying CDs around in parks not oh exactly that would like, be amazing but there is this like weird like mystery that they have <laughs> they are they, are, they yeah. have a lot of mystery I remember when I was listening to it it was like four months it was like four months I, I'm not gonna say how long I assume I guess four months mostly but like they I mean they tell stories. That's like what they are. There is a lot of mystery. It's like total fantasy. And when you're young, you don't have any experience. So like, you, like fantasy is like so much more appealing than like somebody talking about like their life being f- 
fucked up because you don't really you've never experienced that. Right. right. <laughs> so like I understand the appeal for like some so many young kids for like ICP. Either you guys ever hear that project they did called Supervillains? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> it was. Do you know Isham, the ra- Detroit rapper? It's him. I can't remember the other guy's name and ICP as like one group. Okay. And it's like so tight. It's just an Is amazing rap album. Yeah. Well, and, then, <laughs> and I got so into it. And then like, and I always had respect for like yeah, yeah. the hustle or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. But then, yeah. And then I went back and I listened to a lot of their earlier stuff and I was like, this is kind of like some of the worst rap <laughs> music I've ever heard. It's you know? pretty whack. Like, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's it's corny. The, but they're they're but yeah. I guess they're like, but they a own paradox. In, yeah. In way, you know. I mean, I guess they're, they're talented rappers. They know what they're doing. They're smart dudes. That's what I, yeah, I respect yeah. about them. They know they like they built an empire of like. In the business, like standpoint, I respect them. Maybe not musically. I'm right, right, right. Musically, right. it's like I. There's moments, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see a documentary about them. They like, have they have movies, right? They have like uh, a wrestling movie. They yeah, have some money. I think it's like called a movie called like Big Money Hustlers. Right, with, but that's, uh, that's Mick Foley. Do you remember that wrestler? <laughs> yeah, but that's that like <laughs> fictional movie. I want to. You want a straight documentary? Yeah, I want like a like Werner Herzog <laughs> documentary. About that. I don't know. There has been those ones about like the f- the festival, like the right. gathering, which are like. There's a few that are really... There's, like, two of them, I think, and they're, like, both, like, shot really well. Yeah. One of them, I think, has no dialogue, and the other one, I think, does. I don't know how they paint the people that attend the... Yeah, that's the thing. I I can't say I'm that interested in any fan that they would... <laughs> <laughs> not that those, no, I'm not saying other people are bad, but I feel right. like sometimes the, like, the documentary might paint them, paint the fans in a bad light, where they're just, like, you know, they're just, like, people. Right, right. And they're right. just, like, trying to enjoy themselves. Yeah. Like, maybe, like... They get a bad rap, I think. It's like he- like heavy metal parking lot. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Like, probably just excited, like, you know. Probably like, most people are just like nice and normal, yeah, but they yeah, think, absolutely, like, the worst, yeah, the absolutely. worst people. Yeah, absolutely, and it. I mean, I don't know. I think. I think if you're that passionate about music, you probably maybe you're not an asshole. I don't know. I don't know. What those people <laughs> are like, I don't know. If it's yeah, it's right. something good about you. Yeah, you should if you're especially if you know. And I think that they're. I, I, I don't know. I think ICP isn't trying to spread like bad and negative vibes. <laughs> Not at all. It was a long conversation. <laughs> yeah, they're laughing. I think it's something I have to get off my chest because it's like, magnets. oh fuck, I, I did listen work? to it. It's like it's like something that you did like that was like bad when you were younger, and then you have to like admit <laughs> it when you're older. You're like, oh fuck, I did listen to that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> But enough, enough with these clowns. <laughs> oh <my God>. um, <laughs> but like, okay, so you had all these influences. Was was like this R and B of the time influence as well? Yeah, and that's a, I and mean, that's a huge part of that. it. Yeah, I did, and I like again. I named that horribly, but my favorite album is Miss Education of Lauryn Hill, and actually for my birthday this year, Chase bought me that. The misrepresentation, miscommunication, miscommunication. I get excited when you said it. I said X because that's my all time like favorite song ever. But yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. I guess soul, soul in general, just anything yeah, that has like a very yeah. human, soulful quality to it, I love, and um, that like just mm-hmm. hits me so hard. And again, like not that it's the same genre at all, but I think that's why I liked Mary Prankster a lot. She's a really good lyricist when it comes down to oh it. yeah, 
totally different genres, but again, same idea of just like really raw, like making you feel something. I think that R and B influence is something that came really organically with mm. what we do. I feel like it wasn't intentionally like, man, I want to make like we want to want to be the next Drake or something. I'm a huge boogie dude, like funk. Mm. Like, I love funk, eighties boogie funk stuff, and like and soul. Um, and I think that, yeah, that's more prevalent in like our the last album, and then like maybe less on the EP, and like maybe the last album we did the tape. Like tour tape, I think it was just like more. It was a lot of like soulful, funky, like cosmicness. Um, but like, yeah, I think R and B is definitely like kind of influencing us in a lot of ways. Yeah, especially yeah. modern R and B, I think is more. It's pretty interesting. It's really psychedelic. Like the stuff that's on the radio now is like really, really psychedelic. Mm. It's weird. It's strange. Like, have you heard that? I mean. Like, rap and R&B together, like, are just in this, like, really spaced out, like, drug world now. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's less about, like, it still has about, like, the, the, the romance factor and still, like, the, like, the, like, love story factor. But I feel like a lot of it's about, like, drugs and, like, losing yourself. And I, and I think, like, like, anything by, like, Little Wayne or like Drake or it's pretty psychedelic and kind of like really out there like if you like listen to T-Pain did you see that like little like tiny desks thing that he did I didn't oh, and it was beautiful. like it was beautiful but it's, it's, but it's just, dark as fuck too. it's really sad because mm. all of his songs are like about buying people drinks and just like always about drinking and like having a problem and it seems like like so much of it like the modern stuff is just about like getting drunk and just doing ecstasy and just like getting fucked up and like but painted in a really, like, glamorous lifestyle kind of way. Where it's, yeah. like, these are, like... That was what's cool about the Tiny Desk thing, though, is it, like, stripped it down into, like, oh, shit, like, that's what you're actually singing about. And it was, like, yeah. kind of, like, holy shit. Like, it's this man, like, pouring his heart out into this, like... But about this, like, lifestyle that's, like, kind of... I don't know, dark in a way. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. Um, was he, like, singing... It's he has like new a song. Songs, yeah, new well, song. Like it's like a yeah, drinking like, partner. He's like, I'm just looking for a drinking partner. Mm. That could be like a Tom Waits song. It's just right. like, it's so, it's like pretty dark in a way. And you're like, he's probably has so much free time and he's really wealthy and he probably doesn't do a lot except maybe like write music and get drunk. Yeah. In a way, it's like almost like poetic, but it's kind of sad. Mm. I think a lot of like, that's where I think a lot of like modern R&B and like, like hip hop and like club music is like pretty psychedelic. It's like transcended that like R. Kelly zone, or maybe not transcended R. Kelly zone, but like where it was like a lot of the stuff in the nineties. I feel like there was a lot of just like romance songs, and now it's become something a lot stranger. It's really weird. I've no definitely noticed it with rap too. It's like mm-hmm. you're listening to these dudes that are like, like what the OT Genesis, like I'm in love with the coke. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That song's kind of weird. Like when you break it down, like. He just repeats like one or two phrases and it's a really sparse beat. Right, but it's right. very dramatic and like it's crazy. It's kind of fucked up sounding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and is all that from the beginning like like sort of guiding you guys? Is mm, this No No, not really. I think it was like just like uh I feel like the way like with Shafan like as it originally started 
was inspired by a lot of like funk. I think that's like how funk to and, me, like, like and beat culture stuff too. Yeah. I like I like Flying Lotus. I like oh, those okay. things. I really vibe on those. And also like just electronic music, like straight electronic, like uh, like Lone, Actress, Otaker. Oh yeah, and, like a fixed yeah. twin. That's where it started. And now it's into this more like at least I feel like experimental kind of world. Or yeah, or just like a different, like more progressive something. Yeah. Like something. I feel like maybe we want to get away from like sounds that we're doing. Not get away from like the last EP, but just move on to something a little more like sub, like substantial in some kind of ways. Mm. How so? Um, I guess like heavier like, in nature, just like the lyrically mm. and sonically. I think that the tones are a little darker and a little uh, farther reaching. For me personally, it's like the last, like I guess finding your sound is like, we're like starting off on like a new project. It's exciting because you can do like whatever you want. And we like mm-hmm. had something like really solid. And then it was like really fun. And like all the lyrics at least were like pretty lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like this past year, like, I don't know. I think we both went through a lot of personal shit mm. and like, for me, at least, that was, like, I just, it would feel, like, disingenuous to, like, write, a, like, a really happy song. <laughs> Not feeling, yeah, like, well, totally, I mean, like, happy. And that, like, I, I think mean, that seems, like, is, like, the wrong word, because I think it's, like, every and all emotion. Not happy, but, like, just, like, lightheartedness, I yeah. guess. I, well, just, I mean, I don't want to lose that idea. No, but know, I'm just like, saying, like, in the moment, like, yeah. where I was at, where, like, writing the past few songs, it was, like, not... I don't know, it's just like, I need to write about some things that are, like, a little bit heavier than the last things. And now it's like, okay, like, I can, I don't know, it's just, like, shifting to however you feel, like, in, to me, like, in real life, it's, that's always what music is going to represent, is, like, how you're feeling in this, like, moment of time. I think we And so it's going to be, like, a spectrum of, like, these different feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. I feel like it's a thing, like, especially when musicians get really known it seems like a lot of times people want them to like lock into a certain sound and just have that be their sound right and, and that's what i don't want to be yeah i, want I mean to be i would like to do a yeah. lot of i I'd mean like, like be, we have a similar like a vibe yeah. yeah exactly but like i be able to do like a broad range of things yeah i'm not yeah. gonna just like i think that's suck us into one territory of like this I think is that's our strength Siobhan. yeah yeah that's what i'm if saying we do now like our our strengths are that we can we can be versatile, but with like a an overall texture that sounds like that, and you could hear it and be like, "Oh, that sounds like it ties into the rest of the album." And that's what we're trying to figure out now. So yeah, like we're using different. Like, I mean, I think the last couple albums all sounded pretty similar in a lot of ways, if if not more progressive than the last. But I I think that we've we're trying to lock in new textures and ideas that it, that will coordinate throughout the whole album, and then more sense. I think it's like gonna be i don't think it's gonna be that jarring for people but yeah i mean natural are like 100 fans (laughs) yeah Yeah. no (laughs) maybe not even (laughs) but well backing up a little bit it's like as you guys become chiffon like do, do you start to find like an audience would you say that's the cool thing about also touring too it's like like here, yeah. Like I definitely feel like the love from a lot of people in Baltimore. Yeah. But just like going from city to city, there are certain cities, and it's just like that's like something that happens, I guess, with time. But there's a few that like we have a solid 
group of people and like just like friends it's like the same as living in a city that's supporting you it's like you meet people that are like actually like i don't know it's no different i don't know how to word it in the right way but it's just like it's not like fan or something it's just like people that connect with you on a level that's that's, like great yeah i think if anything we've learned from like like dan and like Islands and like everybody is just like at the end of the day it's not about like being like a hype it's about like making actual connections with people and like going to every single city and like and if they like like want to hook up and like hang out and like or they need a show or something or if they want to like they're like hey i'm gonna come to the city do you want to hang out or we're gonna come here it's like i feel like touring is like at the end of the day about making relationships and like that's what music is and i think like the more you go to a city and the more you play obviously more people will show up you know if your music's strong but you're also like making connections with people and you're like making lifelong friends and like i think that's what a lot of bands forget is that it's not about being like hyped on the internet yeah absolutely. <laughs> also that's like a that's like a f- like very fleeting thing it's like even if you are like a very hyped up band it's like you know how long would that last you need to, you know you need to have something to fall back on as a band, you know, and to have, like, a support structure. And I think, like, I don't know, like, William and Sam and Garrett and, like, Dan and, like, even Ed. Ed tours so much. Yeah. And, like, Dan tours so much. And we just, like, and you toured a lot. And, like, um, just, like, seeing everybody here involved. Doing that and people who have been doing it for longer than us. I think we're, we realize that as a band, we just have to be out on the road. Right. And that's how and shit happens. Like in, sh- I guess Charlotte is like one of the cities where we have a like yeah, decent like, following. Oh wow. like, yeah, and like Minneapolis. It all happened, but like, that like just happened by accident. It's like you know we play like an okay show. There was like fifteen, twenty people at this place. Yeah. called the Milestone. Yeah. In Charlotte, but we met this like amazing person, Scott Weaver, who was like, I really wish you were here. Like the next day, like I throw this amazing party. There's like always like you know like two hundred kids, and it's great. We're like, oh, shit. And then, like, we, of course, get a phone call. We're supposed to be in Atlanta. They're like, you guys can't play because we're scared about the art on the walls at this, like, gallery. We're like, well, <laughs> well can we play? We're like, hey, Scott, can we play your awesome party that you said was, like, Well, amazing? then there was, like, but that same night, they're like, they're like, okay, we can, we got another, like, hookup in that, like, I guess Savannah. Oh, yeah. And they're like, well, you can play with Riff Raff at this after party thing. And we're like, I don't know. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't Riff Raff. It was, like, this Riff Raff after party with, at, like, somebody's house. And it was getting right, chaotic. Right, right. And we are like let's just do this thing here in Charlotte because we're yeah. here yeah. and like not because we're already going to go down there anyway at some point so we'll just do it once we leave but like sure enough though it was like there's a great show packed out as fuck there's like go-go dancers and like it's just like this crazy world and like it fit the vibe <laughs> really great. well and we like a lot of people are receptive and we, we kept going back there but it's not just Charlotte but like Knoxville we go back there we've been there I guess what three times or four uh four Four times, and we're going to go back there a lot this year. And, like, every time we go, the show's been bigger and bigger. And, like, Nashville keeps getting bigger. And, like, Minneapolis, the shows are, like, have been consistently, like, pretty big ever since, like, since we've been going there. But That's awesome. Well, I mean, but, the, you know, it's, like, out there, just being out on the road, it's, like, so important right. to just do it. Yeah, totally. And I think people can get caught up in their own city. Yeah. <clears throat> and especially a city like Baltimore, where people are super supportive here. And it's, like... But they're also, like, kind of, like, they'll be real with you, and they're like, yeah, your music is great. Or somebody will be like, yeah, your music needs work. Like, mm. I have a lot of friends like that, and I think that's what's beautiful about Baltimore. It's like, people will support you, but at the same time, you can also get caught up in not leaving a city when it's like that. 
Definitely. It's like why I tour when I was like this amazing audience that we can do this like every other month. And I just feel like for us, it's not like that. We want to be out there everywhere. It's like, <coughs> also what we said about our older band. It's like we were playing every weekend, and then eventually people don't <laughs> give a shit. Because it's like you're yeah. playing all the time, and it's like, well, we could see that any weekend. We totally. Something else. Totally. It's yeah. a weird balance of this city yeah. in particular. And like last night, like we hadn't played in like two months. Um, and the show prior to that was like amazing. It was like a ton of people, and it was at the penthouse. And then last night, there was a bunch of people, but even though it was still snowing. And I think that's, like, what we've learned as a band is, like, you got to tour a lot, and if you're going to play in your city, don't do it so often that everyone's just sick of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's a hard balance. It's so like, hard. Because I, I think I would only play once a year. It, uh, that would be what my idea was, play one Baltimore <laughs> show a year. But, one Baltimore show? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was, like, in general, you're just like, yeah, <laughs> once a year. It's like, nah, I'm done. I think like doing one super well put together oh, yeah, yeah. show would be the ultimate, but you have to balance it with like things like you kind of need to, if you're going on tour, a lot of times I feel like you kind of need to play your own city first just to yeah. kick off the gas money or what, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's, it's always, it's a hard balancing act. And like. and people come and ask you. They're like, "Hey, we're coming through. Can you play with us?" Right, right, exactly. And we'll do a lot of DJ sets. That's what we've been doing lately because it's like we've had a lot of friends come through. Through we're like, "All right, we can't play, but we'll, we'll DJ." Yeah. And that'll be like, we'll get it like the vibes right, and it'll be like really good. Yeah. Like one of us will play solo, and just like you find ways yeah. to make it work without burning your project. <laughs> yeah, you don't want. I just like. <laughs> I don't want to burn anybody out, and I like. And I also don't want to be playing the same songs all the time, so it's like, yeah. if we played, like, every month, like, twice a month, it would just be, like, too much for me and probably everybody else and Amy and, like, and, like, if you, if we could do that, like, one big show a year, that would be, that would be dope. It's actually not, yeah, it's a pretty special. <laughs> but I kind like, of feel like that's what Celebration was doing for a while. Well, like, and that, or I, close to that. They had that yeah. one show at uh, 2640. Yeah, I That I was beautiful. That, it was awesome. Cool. Yeah, that was like they had like the balloons and everything. And like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. I because Brett invited me to that um, from friends. Yeah, and he, I, I saw that, and that was like, I think Amy and I have been doing that recently with our last shows, like the show at Penthouse. We like it was inspiring to see that celebration show in a way because they like they did it up. They're like, this is what it's gonna be. We have these lights. We're gonna make it really nice, and it came out, and it was like, it was like felt like a real show. Right, right. It wasn't just like, yo, come see my band. I'm yeah. not gonna put any effort into it, but um, but that works for some bands for sure. Like you know, not everybody has to like have like a balloon that they get into and they like <laughs> climb on a crowd or like put shoot off confetti, like whatever. Not everybody yeah. has to do that, but like sometimes when like people put in the effort to make the place look really nice, like I think it works. We do that, like, the, or we've been trying to do that more and just like, yeah, think like we, of ways to set the mood for the space and like yeah, we do these sculpture things for like these big plastic. Hanging, hanging sheets like kind of like stole the idea from like have you that. seen cameo gallery in new york mm-hmm. they had this like really cool like hanging sculpture thing that was strips it was like a triangle and it had these like, long strips but they could project through it because it was like translucent oh, so cool. it would, like it would look like this like a huge massive like glowing thing and then we, we like made something like that um and we had it at the penthouse in like december and huge like like pink glowing thing we played with Oddwall 88 and it just was like the mood was really nice I mean like all the lights off except for just right there but like I think a lot of our friends are doing that now like from who throw parties like like yeah, do or, every yeah. Time. like there's always awesome projections or like 
There's like some element of changing the space in a way yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, or like when, whenever Matt Papage does something, yeah. it's always like slick as fuck. Right, right, right. <laughs> he's always like, that dude has his, like, his style down perfect. He's always like, he's got everything going and it looks really nice. Like, like Alex with his like one laser. Yeah, like my roommate <laughs> Alex, I think that like our older, I think, and this is my feeling about like our new music and like our older music and like where we're in now is like minimalism. And, like, the the beauty of subtlety. And I think I learned that from, like, my friends. Like, like yeah, my old roommate, Alex, he just moved to L.A. And he when he would play, he would just have, like, a lotus flower and an iPad. And, like, a single green laser would just, like, come down and, like, shift on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, like... It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and it, like, made sense, sense exactly yeah. for that set. Like, that's, right. like, perfect. <laughs> and if you can find that subtlety, that, like, perfect thing for a show... And, like, do what you're saying, like, have that one show a year where yeah. it's just, like, fuck, that was, like, that show was amazing. Yeah. Um, I guess the flaw in my plan is if you if you fuck up your set. <laughs> you <laughs> you have that one show. Like, See you next year. That's <laughs> 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 true. Like oh, shit, dumb. I didn't think about the one, like, that's, like, the downfall. I guess I'm playing one show. There's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, a disaster. <laughs> just, like... All right, maybe not next year. <laughs> Just like that's funny. Yeah. So what what kind of groups do you guys play with on tour? It's everything. Um, a lot of the bands make sense with like I mean we went on tour with Abdu recently, mm-hmm. um, and that fits really well with us for yeah. some of our music. And then like because our music is like like half like. Uh, like the tempos well, change builds. drastically. It's like, yeah, yeah like, we usually like set off slow and build it up to this thing. Yeah, like we were saying before, there's no. I don't want to be like pigeonholed into like one vibe, right. but maybe maybe one day we should just be pigeonholed, just lock <laughs> in instead of like doing everything. But I think for like we have those songs that get people really pumped up and can get go really hard. But then there's a lot of other songs that are just like slow down tempo jammers that are just feeling good. So like I think that we have room to tour with a lot of people, but. We played with that. We toured with that duo, and that worked really, really well. Yeah. And um, the last band before that we play, we toured with was Meth Dad, and he was the same energy as that duo. And I think, um, like when we go out, we we play with bands who are like like either kind of on the same vibes as us. Like maybe they're doing R and B, or they're doing like like electronic music, like like futurist, like new house or something or we play with rappers or we dj sometimes too like we no and i guess <gasps> chicago is what i'm thinking of is like <coughs> we don't really have like bands play it's this like rave it's right really cool. yeah it's pretty right. dope you know uh this kid um zane, zane he does this thing called um he's a project it's called teen witch fan club but he also does a party there um it was like area 69 it's it's at the exit and it's like a a like a bar. bar it's like a leather bar but it's completely black upstairs and it's like this crazy rave that happens until like 4 a.m um and when we came there we played with shorts and abdu and we just dj'd and that was really sick and like we made money and i think that that's what i think that's one of our strengths is that we can kind of do a lot a lot mm. that's what i like, like we it's have like our own PA. it's like okay for the show <clears throat> like we're not screwed like just yeah. because like there's no. They like, don't want a band to play. Like we can still do something. something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we got our laptops and we'll be fine. We'll just. And I think that's like kind great. of the, the Baltimore spirit <clears throat> in a way is like being able to be like thinking on your feet and being like DIY and like like you. I mean, you used to bring your sub with you, right? 
Yeah. And that's what we do. We have our sub and our PA, and, like, Dan did that, too, and, like... And it saved us, because there have been some times where there's, like, literally nothing to work with, and we're like, right, well, right. we're going to make this fucking work, because we have everything we need. We have lights, we have our sound system, we have our instruments, we're good yeah. to go. Totally. Like, this is going to happen whether you <laughs> want it to or not. <laughs> and, well, and, yeah, we did that, actually, at, like, an, abandoned, church, like yeah. an abandoned church. We got, we got like, shafted on the show, where there was, like, it was in Philly, um... It was double booked. It we was just a... double booked with like an NA dance party, and we like showed up there, and like this lady was real tense, and she was like pacing back and forth, and we're like, "Hey, you're we think we're play. playing a show here." And you're she's not like, "Gonna play? It's not gonna happen." <laughs> she's like, "You." She's like, "You're not playing here," and I was like, "What's going on?" She's like, "Cause we were like, we're, I think we're playing a show," and she's like, "Nah, nah," and we're like, "What's wait what?" And we like called the guy, and he was answering his phone, the promoter, and mm. then like her brother showed up or something, and he was a really nice dude, and he was this huge dude, and he looked kind of scary at first. But he was just really sweet, and he's like, yeah, you guys, you can just play upstairs. And so they had this show on the basement where they were, and then, like, upstairs was completely abandoned. And it was, like, a, there was, like, a, a pew. It was, like, a, what is it? Like, a... There's a huge pipe organ, too. Yeah, like, in, we played in, in front of, like, a two-story, like, organ. And there was no electricity, so we had to, like, jack it from, to, like, like, the pastor's office. Yeah, we had to jack it from downstairs, <laughs> downstairs in the pastor's office, and we, like... And it wasn't grounded, and we just jumped a bunch of cables, and we were on tour with Tyler, and he brings a crazy amount of lights, so we just had lights, and then we had our PA, and we had, like, a rave in, like, the church, and it was, like, I there feel... also like, the irony is, like, Meth Dad was playing above a narcotics anonymous <laughs> dance floor. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an awesome feeling. It's just, like, okay, all we need is, like, an outlet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're fine. And I think I've learned that from being here in Baltimore. Like, if I was in New York or, like, maybe in that scene, I don't know if I would be like that. If I was growing up there, it it feels like we're, people here, like, the, they hustle hard as yeah. fuck. And it's inspiring. It's like, Jesus, you, you're like, no, we're doing this and we're committed and we're going really hard. Yeah, it's, I did this one tour one time where I was not going to South by Southwest, but, like, going in that direction at the time. Isn't that, <laughs> like, it's super hard to book around right there, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, but it happened. But, like, I felt like I kept playing with these bands from New York who were heading to South by Southwest, and mm-hmm. I was just like, these dudes have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, you, you know, like, like the, it kind of being outside of, like, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. It's like, whoa, how do I, like, set up? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to hate like, on the... <laughs> I feel you, though, but that's... It's like... It's like... There is, like, a disconnect with a lot of other places where we've been, and, like, people are surprised that we have our own PA or something. Right. You right. go, and you're just like, no, we just got to do it. Yeah. And I think that's why we love Tyler, because he's that kind of dude. And mm. he's, like, his whole crew is like that. And you find those kind of people in other cities, like, pockets of just, like, people in these small towns. Right, right. But, like, yeah, there is definitely, like, I mean, if you, like, if you live in New York and play in New York, you almost don't have to tour in some ways. Yeah. Because all the publications are there. Yeah, and I, I think... It's like, it's a weird thing. It's like, and when they do get out, like you were saying, they're like, wait, what? Yeah, like, to, I think to try to be in a band, you can do the tour way, and you can also do the move to New York way, but I think you kind of yeah. can't do both, because it's... Yeah, either yeah. one is so, so expensive. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, yeah, it's a super... It's a hard hustle. I feel like, for us, we'd rather just be out on the road. Yeah. It's just like... Because it's romantic, it's beautiful, it's like, you're seeing the country, and like, it's exciting, and you're meeting people, and I think that's like a really pure way to do it, and 
it feels like and not that being in New York and doing it like whatever more power to anybody whoever yeah. makes it like fuck that's awesome and making it in whatever term but like right, right. if you can have Daily. a sustainable like lifestyle like making your art that's so dope and like if even if it's like doing it in New York like I don't care but like yeah that's awesome but it for me I just want to be out there and I want to like travel I want to go out and like yeah. see the country and go but also to... just like fills my like itch to ever move because I've been here my whole entire life yeah and like whenever I start to feel like the need to like be like should I just fucking like move to like say that I have lived somewhere else it's, it's like, like as LA, long as I'm yeah. touring yeah it's fine I just like come back and I'm like thankful to have a place yeah, I've never, I've never really wanted to move anywhere, and I've never really been on tour and been like, it would be cooler if I just stayed that's here. That's how I feel. I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like, well, that's that's what made me feel so good about living in the city, is like, there's some cool cities. Like, I love certain cities. Like, I fucking love Oakland. It reminds me a little bit of Baltimore, like, on the West Coast, sort of, and there's, like, other cities that I love, too, for whatever <clears throat> other reasons, but it's, it's the same feeling. I'm never, like, moved enough. Yeah. To want to move. I feel happy here and I <laughs> yeah. feel like glad that I can see other cities in this way and like share yeah. music and be mm-hmm. able to travel. And yeah. you know, maybe if we do move roles, it won't be for very long or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to I I don't know if I want to ever move or if I do want to move. I don't have those those feelings right now to be like to get up and go. Totally. The only passion driving me right now is to just like get on the road and tour and yeah. do this thing when I still have the ability to do it. But yeah, there is a million different ways to do it. Yeah, you can definitely. do it like through the internet, or through living in New York, or through living in LA, or being in Tokyo, or whatever, or touring the world or the country. And I, I would imagine that <coughs> for what you guys do, I would imagine that you are maybe sort of like the exception to the rule in that you are touring. Yeah, lot. yeah. You know, so I feel like it is a kind of music that. You would sort of think like, yeah, they just go to Brooklyn and like do that or something. <laughs> I think yeah. this album we're trying to get maybe away from that idea a little bit and leave more like space for people to make their own yeah. like ideas. And but I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. And we have yeah. like a very like uh, I think sometimes our music can feel like it's is very modern. Yeah, yeah. And, and I I guess all I'm saying by that is like <clears throat> you know there's. There's people in every city that want to yeah. want to hear the kind of stuff you guys do, but there's probably not. And you forget like, that, like you forget yeah, that, yeah. like because you. I mean, in Baltimore specifically, you get spoiled as anything because it's just like a lot of things come through. Right, right, right. And I guess like like what you're saying is just you forget in other cities that that doesn't yeah. necessarily happen. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and the like, people are excited to see you, and that's a really fucking good feeling. Like yeah. even with your stuff too, man. Like doing rap, like there are a lot of people rapping in other cities but not like alternative rap and like going on tour you know there are you go to little cities and like people are like man nobody comes around like this at all like nobody's right. doing this at all and it's cool it's like like oh okay cool we'll fill that niche for you you're saying it's like they don't every city there's people that want to hear a certain kind of music and if you can part of that that's awesome yeah that's like part of my favorite part of touring though too is like seeing like the local people and like the way the crowd interacts with them when it's just like I don't know, like, people from the city that just have, like, a following, too, and to see people get so excited about other music that's happening that you have no idea about. Yeah. That's, like, yeah. my other... Like, in July, when we, like, toured with Abdu, we played in Knoxville, um, 
the show was sold out and like it was our friend Cole was playing and he does this band called Fine Peduncle. Oh yeah. Um and it's like crazy. It's like industrial prints and it's like very sexual and intense and like very visceral. By the end of the night, it was just like shirtless people on the stage going at like ape shit for his set and like like Amy was saying, it's like super like beautiful to see. Like these people that's built up this like smaller like like Knoxville's not very big and like to see like a sold out place at like the pilot light and like people just going really crazy and like feeling really good. It's like a beautiful thing. It's like, oh that's a community and that's this thing. It's like so important. Yeah. And and you get to be like a, a part, part of it. Of it. Yeah. It's <laughs> <is> really cool. <laughs> Dude, that's I mean that's why I love touring. It's because it's like you're part of a community for a night yeah. wherever you go. Yeah, it's like it's traveling, like, yeah. but you get to just like hang out with like all the people that you'd want to be hanging out with. Right, that you right. wouldn't get to meet otherwise. That's why it's great, man. It's just beautiful. When is this new project set to be unveiled? Um, I don't know yet. We're, we're still playing, writing. We're still we're playing some of the songs that will be on the album. Yeah, like would. Yeah, we're basically playing, like, most of it. Um, we're st- we're still writing, like, three or four songs. So I, my guess or hopes will be, like, summer or fall. Will be yeah, like, end of summer, out. probably. Oh, cool. And that's when we're touring, too. Also good to give yourself deadlines. I'm saying that to also just be like, this is this is when we're going to yeah, get Yeah, every deadlines. month. Every month we're like, yeah, it's the end of this month. And then the next is, like, the end of this month. And then we're like, oh. And then we're just stressing ourselves out. We're just like, we got to do this. But it's also the fun stuff of, like, just recently we were practicing, like, not even very loud, and then all of a sudden our speaker was just like, pfft. And the sound just, like, stopped. We're like, wait, did we just, that just happened? Our, our speakers <laughs> just blow, and, like, we're not even playing it that loud. Yeah, so just, like, funny setbacks. So that's, like, like yeah, yeah, there's always a setback, <laughs> like, and then there's, like, oh, then now there's a show. And it's like, oh, and then there's, like, something we had to do this month, and it's like, so it's like, we, we practice, like, I'd say we practice, like, every, almost every single day of the week. Mm. Especially when we're writing, but, like, you guys do like a full like set basically. Every yeah, day? we usually do a full set and then we'll just start writing and keep writing, keep going, going, going. I like bounce ideas back. And forth. <laughs> like yeah, it's out, pretty like, much stuff we're working. Like on. everything's like fifty fifty, like like production wise and stuff. Like Amy will bring a piece and then I'll work on that. And we both work in Ableton. Do you work in Ableton or no? I use Reaper like hardware. The... Oh Reaper. Oh yeah, sick. Cool. That's really cool. That's like a different. That's definitely a different style. It's more just like using Pro Tools or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, we use Ableton. We bounce like, or we bounce ideas back and forth, and we like z- like Google Drive each other the songs and oh, like cool. play them out and then, like. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's very fifty fifty. Um, I don't think there's ever been a point where it's like either one of us is making more or the other. It's just yeah. always been like the same amount of things. I think that's way why sometimes the album can be very, like, all over the place in a lot of ways. That's why for this one we, like, tried to make, like, when it seemed like it was getting a little, like, out of control, like, all over the place, we, like, made a bank of sounds, and we're like, all right, we can only use Yeah, so now we have sounds. this, like, pack that's like, okay, we can only use these sounds for this album. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and probably for the next album we'll have, like, it's, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's probably, like, it's probably, like, upwards of 100 samples or something so it's, it's still not, it's, not that it's still a vast yeah. swath but they're all in the kind of like same vein of like influence so they all make sense together yeah. so it's like sonically like if you put them together it's also funny though because like in ableton or like any program you can make any sound sound like anything else so it's also well yeah and that's of, why it's important to limit yeah. yourself and like yeah. give yourself these like 
these like cutoff points where you're like, yeah, I could do a thousand things and I could like record a fart and like make a synth out of that. <laughs> like you could do anything, you know, there's just so much. Chiffon to come farts. Yeah, That's like there's so beautiful. much, <laughs> you could do anything, you know, you, I mean, you could take classical MIDI tracks and then like put that over all of your stuff and like there's just endless possibilities so it's important to give yourself the limitations. Yeah. Um, I think that just comes with like being a band for a longer time too, you know, like exactly what you want. Um, like again, like you were saying, like a band that comes established, they have that sound and they're like, okay, we know exactly what this is going to be like. So it becomes more about writing the notes than it does the textures and just like writing good, like structures. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. Is it, is there anything else you guys want to mention or anything? Um, yeah, no, that's it. Thanks for having cool. us, man, doing this. This is really, really cool. I, I hope you sent like, don't sound too crazy. Not at all. It was, uh, I thought it was awesome. Okay, great, man. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. you. All right, thanks again to Shafan. Sorry the audio was a little rough, but I think their passion and enthusiasm comes through regardless. We'll see you next week.